This is Music in the Key of Geneva. I'm Kelly Walker. Music in the Key of Geneva is an ongoing project of the Geneva Historical Society. Museum curator John Marks has been researching all kinds of music and musicians around Geneva and presenting what he's found around town and online. One Monday morning, John and I invited Alan Skankover to the Geneva Historical Society. Alan brought a couple of long panels, carefully preserved, from a piano his family once owned. The piano is long gone, but the panels are a treasured family heirloom. They're what remain of late nights eating and drinking and playing music with guests. They're also covered with names scratched deep into the wood. Not the kind of behavior one expects from guests, but then again, the names include Earl Father Hines and the Mills Brothers and Louis Armstrong. You know, you've got uh, Nat King Cole and his band, and, you know, uh, there's a number of women's names on here, Milt Buckner and Gladys Buckner. I assume it was, you know, wife or, or mm-hmm. a relative. Uh, you know, if they met your grandparents early on, it was kind of like, oh, you know, now we know somebody in, in town for the right. whole week. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Nat King Cole's wife signed it too, Maria. Yeah. So same thing, you know, they bring the wives up and maybe not for the late night party. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, d- you, know, d- dependent, you never know. Dependent. You never know. It's, uh... I'm, <laughs> I can remember the first time that John said to me, you need to see this piano. You need to see these, these, these signatures. And he's describing it to me. And it took me a while to understand what on earth you were talking about. Because you were very familiar with it. For me, it was just kind of, wait, 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 wait. So people have been signing this piano for decades? And he said, yeah. And I said, oh, that's like the greatest story. So how did this get started? Well, my grandparents, um, who were in the same house that I was raised in, in fact, actually, my great-grandparents bought the house well over 100 years ago, but my grandparents were very much into music. My grandfather played just about any instrument that you could think of. He could pick it up and just start playing it. Uh, He was in different groups, um, including the Seneca Serenaders back in the 20s. Through the years, George has played with innumerable bands and had varied experiences, as have the wives who waited home or went along on lots of jobs. Sometimes the boys wouldn't know enough to quit, and George would bring some home, get me out of bed to fix a lunch, and have more music or a gab fest. Or I might go with another wife for the evening, and after the job, we would go on till the wee small hours. A musician's wife never knew what to expect. At some point, they... um they kind of, he kind of got away from the music. He, he had my father, uh, so he had a young son. Um, and then Club 86 opened up in the late 40s. And they would go down and listen. And, of course, Club 86 is, was famous all the way from Rochester to Syracuse as being the place to come for big names in the jazz era especially. Uh, so they would go down and they would... Um, you know, listen and, and relax, and they'd get to talking to the musicians afterwards. And they invited some of the folks up to the house. They used to do local jam sessions with musicians from around the area, and they'd just come up to the house and relax. So they invited some of these folks up. And a note I found from my grandmother talked about that Lionel Hampton was in Geneva playing at Club 86, and they got talking to one of his um, people in his band, 
and they simply made the invitation. So a little bit later that evening, all of a sudden all these people started showing up and they ended up with a jam session going on and people just came up and relaxed and even uh, Lionel Hampton came up that evening. Then there was a gentleman, Tony Wade. Uh, actually, his name was Wade Legg, but he went by Tony Wade. And he played at Club 86 for, he was the, the, the pianist in the, uh, in the bar area. And he played all one summer. And then when he came back, again, my notes from my grandmother, is that he decided, he asked if he could stay with my grandparents as a boarder. So they set it up, he stayed, I don't know how long, doesn't really say, uh, but he would, anytime he was in Geneva, he would stay at our house. And he's also on the piano, had signed at some point. Well, he, as he got to know the bands that were coming and going at Club 86, he would invite them to come up to the house just to unwind. You know, musicians like to do that. After they've had a, a gig, they just want to relax, maybe have a drink, just sit around and, and just talk. Um, so they would come up to the house, and this was from the late, late 40s to probably the mid-50s is when all this occurred. So at some point, uh, they had an old upright piano there, and they asked, I don't know who was the first, but somebody decided to etch their name into the piano and just saying, I was here. And so they did, and then it sort of became a, a tradition that anybody that showed up at the house would do that. So as you look at the, 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 what's left of the piano, the piano's long gone, but there's the top, top cover and the uh, front piece where the music would be. Uh, there are names, uh, Louis Armstrong and Nat King Cole and Earl Father Hines and the Mills Brothers and multiple other ones that were all very, very famous in those days. Everything my mother always told me is my grandparents would just say, hey, come on up the house, come up and just relax, have a drink. There was no set schedule. There was nothing. You don't have to come up and play. You know, if you would want to sit down at the piano or you want to, you know, grab a horn and start playing, great. Um, but there was no pressure. You know, it wasn't, as you were just talking, it wasn't the, you know, oh, what about this recording or, or you know, how about this? You know, these guys were on the road a good chunk of the year, and so instead of just going back to a hotel room somewhere, the fact that they could come to somebody's nice house and just relax and have some food and, and a drink or whatever and just sit there and just chew the fat. 
And depending on the year, not all of these musicians got to stay in the nicer hotels. You know, they, 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 they might be staying with a family. They might be staying someplace a little ways away. So it had to be, the hospitality had to be incredibly welcome. And, and, to, and to really put a fine point on it, I would say a large portion of the names that are on here were African-American. And this is 49, 50. Um, segregation certainly existed in Geneva, not so much with colored only signs, but it did exist. So, uh, so that was certainly a factor. And I think what's always blown me away is the fact that, you know, somebody would walk up to them at Club 86, you know, somebody who, as you say, was, were, were famous at the time, they were not up and coming, and say, hey, come on back out to the house. And the fact that it was a white couple, you know, just walking up to this black band saying, hey, come out to the house, you know, have some drinks. We've got a pool table. You know, and that, that, that just amazes me. We've talked about your grandparents. Uh, what were their names? And you've talked about them being musicians. What were some other facts of their life, like a, a day job or things like that? <laughs> well, um, names are Bernice and George Skank. Um, again, my grandfather grew up right there, the same house that I grew up in. And my grandmother grew up in Geneva, started downtown, was on Pulteney Street, and then uh, her parents built a house up on Prospect Hill, up beyond our house on Castle Road. And that's my grand... I, I always picture my grandfather walking up the street to go court my grandmother. And that, that for me, is a neat, neat thing. The trolley ran up through, the Rochester and Eastern Trolley, which started downtown Geneva, uh, about across from the city hall, ran up Castle Street, past the library, up through the experiment station, right out Castle Road, eventually went into Canandaigua, and then all the way up towards Rochester. So the trolley was there uh, that you could jump on to, to go here or there or whatever. And, um, you know, going back even another generation, my great-grandparents, they uh, he built sailboats. And so they would take the trolley downtown. They'd go out to Long Pier where the boat was moored. They'd take it for a sail around the lake. They'd come back in at night, jump on the trolley, and go back home. You know, public transportation was there. <laughs> you know, you had to be near the route, obviously. But uh, um, so my grandparents, they uh, um, actually my grandfather worked with his father, my great-grandfather. They had a paint shop out right behind our house. Uh, they painted uh, used cars. Um, they were well-known in the area for, for painting. And that went right through the Depression, and then that wiped out <laughs> the paint business because you didn't have enough to pay your taxes. You weren't going to get your car painted. So my grandfather ended up working at the American Can Company for over 30 years. That was his main part of his career. My grandmother was a stay-at-home uh, mother and, and homemaker of the day. Um, so they, were, uh, they raised one son, my dad, Richard, uh, skank and then he uh, he worked for the the Finger Lake, or Geneva Times the, the newspaper here in town and that's where he met my mother she worked there they both were linotype operators in the composing room so at that point they got married my mother already had four daughters from a previous marriage and they ended up moving in um, they tried it somewhere else for a few months and decided nope we're going back to the homestead so there was one time there were nine of us in that house. <laughs> My grandparents were upstairs and got a little crowded sometimes, but uh, um, it all worked out. Thanks to Alan Skank for sharing a piece of his family history with us. Thanks, too, to Kaylee Ennis 
who read an excerpt from Alan's grandmother's writing. Of course, we don't have any actual recordings from those late-night jam sessions, but thought you might enjoy hearing just a bit of Lionel Hampton and Nat King Cole. Music in the Key of Geneva is a production of the Geneva Historical Society, Carrie Lippincott Executive Director. John Marks is our executive producer. Music in the Key of Geneva is supported by a grant from the New York Council for the Humanities. Any views, findings, conclusions, or recommendations expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent those of the National Endowment for the Humanities. I'm Kelly Walker. Thanks for listening.